As we enter into this uh, feast of Christ the King, our Good Shepherd, uh, it is, I think, good for us to remind ourselves that the, the Mass actually provides for us the three main forms of prayer that we have as a church. And it calls us really into a special relationship with the Good Shepherd. So I think I mentioned to you before that as we enter the church and we put our fingers into the, the uh, Easter water, the holy water, and we sign ourselves, it is a renewal of our baptism as soon as we walk in the church. So we enter into a sacred space together. And then the first thing we do, and it's really part of our church tradition in prayer, is we, we enter into repentance. And we say, I confess. And normally we also say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Sometimes the spirit of the glory to God in the highest overwhelms the Lord have mercy. That's a moment for us to be able to lay before the Lord, our Christ the King, our Good Shepherd, anything that's got us distracted, bothered, or blocked from Him. So one of our traditions of faith is that during the Mass, we have the possibility of being forgiven our sins with repentance and contrition. Venial sins especially. Obviously, we still have reconciliation, and that's a gift for us. Penance, confession, that's a gift for us, for heavy-duty stuff. But during the Mass, when we open the Mass, it's a moment for us to ask forgiveness and to clear the deck. So if we had anything happening on the car on the way here, it's a way to let it, let it go. Let it go. So if there was an argument or whatever went on, let it go. Let it go. Because it's a clearing of our heart to let ourselves be ready for the next piece of prayer, which is what we just did. And that is to be open to the light of the word, the life of the word touching us. It's meditation, yes, but it's saying to us something special. So I'm going to do a little bit of word with you right now. Uh, in fact, let me, let me back up to the repentance time. So, all the kids in the church, hug your parents if you're already hugging them. Hugging them, hugging them, hug them. And all of you that don't have kids in the church, if you have someone seated next to you, turn to them and say, Jesus loves you. <laughs> that smile is meant to draw us into these readings. That smile. So we just get touched by the... I'm just going to do a little bit with you, the, the prophet Isaiah. And it says, the shepherd tends his flock. That's us! <laughs> the Christ the King, the shepherd, he tends his flock. And he says, I will rescue you from every place where, they, where you are scattered... When it was cloudy and dark, I myself will pastor you. You can even watch the news and know Jesus is with you. That's really a wow moment. 
Jesus is with you. So what we see on the news, what we read in the paper, what we see on the internet, in the end, is all distraction from coming to him and knowing him as our shepherd who loves us very, very much. Then we entered into the psalm. And by the way, this is my favorite psalm, 23. And my motto as a bishop is, the Lord is my shepherd. And you know the, last, the next piece of it? And there is nothing I shall want. Wow! <laughs> I mean, really? Wow! It's really amazing. That's really the light of the word touching each of us. It's really powerful. And so I ask you after Mass, spend some time with Psalm 23. And then we come to Paul's letter. Again, this is all about the light of Christ, the light of the word touching us, the light of the good shepherd touching us. And he says, Christ has risen from the dead. was an angel. <laughs> Christ has risen from the dead. The first fruits of those who've fallen asleep. So for those of us that have lost loved ones, Christ has risen from the dead. So if our husband or our wife has passed, or if our son or daughter has passed, our grandparents, our uncles and aunts, that's where hope is. This is the word of light coming to us. The word of love coming to us. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead came also through a man. Just as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall be brought to life all. All in the proper order. Wow. God handed over to Jesus the kingdom of the world. That's what St. Paul tells us. And so all the authorities of the world and all the stuff we see out there, even the wars right now, and we're going to pray for peace, definitely. But it's really here. He's saying to us, I love you so much that not even death and war and violence can overcome that love. That's what he's saying to us. <coughs> Then in the gospel, we hear Jesus telling the, the parable of the God, the Father, separating the goats and the sheep. And obviously, we, as a people of God, want to be part of his sheep and not part of the goats. But there are moments when we feel like goats. I can tell you. I do, too. That's why I go to confession every month. Because it's a moment when we really need to clear the deck and let God's love just flow in us, flow in us. Because it enables us then to be able to share that love. Because that's actually what this is about. Jesus is saying to uh, those, I know you because you have fed the hungry. I know you because you have given drink to those who are thirsty. I know you 
because you have taken care of those around you. And so the love of Jesus Christ this moment is saying to us, it's not only for us to hold the love of Christ in us. It is meant to be shared. And so the people sitting next to you right now are the people we begin with, but it's also a moment for us to let the love of Christ flow in our lives to whoever we meet, wherever it is, in our circle of life, in our circle of love. The final piece of prayer, and this all has been, we started with repentance. We entered into illumination, really, God lighting up our lives with his word and love. The final piece is right here at this altar. And it's calling us to unity with the Christ the King. Unity with the Good Shepherd. So when we approach the altar, Jesus is saying to us, I want to be so one with you that my body and my blood is going to become one with your body and your blood. That's what Holy Communion is. That's this moment. United with Him in oneness, in love. And so when we approach the altar, and the minister says, the body of Christ, our amen is saying, yes, let it be so that I am one with you in love. And be one with me, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ the King, the Good Shepherd. Guide me, lead me, shape me, form me, help me. And if we come up for a communion prayer, that's also what we're praying for. It's also what we're praying for. So during this Eucharist, as we have now prepared ourselves through asking for repentance, and as we have opened ourselves to the readings with illumination and letting the word truly touch us, let's now open our hearts to be united, to become one with the body and blood of Jesus Christ the King that's overcome everything in the world and has loved us into being every day, every day. Let's pray for that grace during this Eucharist.